you that are here, don't be discouraged by them today. We try to please God, not each other. Don't here. You try to please God. Keep walking by faith, not by sight. No sight will deceive you. All right. You get uh, first uh, Second Corinthians twelve chapter. Yeah, twelve. Twelve. Hmm. Corinthians 12 and 6. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Keep, keep reading. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, and it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. All right, and so there. Praise the Lord. We want you to understand what Apostle Paul was going through. He, Apostle Paul was a man that was truly inspirational to our walk in Christ because a lot of his letters are helping us even in this time. So it's echoing through the lines of time up until our point right now. Praise the Lord. He had a situation in his life. Now, you may, we're not going to focus on his situation. That, that wasn't the purpose of rereading the lead scripture. The lead scripture was not because we wanted to hear the, uh, his, his problem or, or his situation or, or why he was praying and, and, and began to ask the Lord for various things. We're going to focus on his prayer life. All right? According to the scripture, it said he. Sought the Lord how many times? Three. Three times. He could have sought the Lord once and got no answer and just said, well, I'm just going to let that go. He could have sought the Lord again and said, I didn't get no answer, therefore I'm going to let that go. But he sought the Lord a third time. Mm -hmm. God saw fit to answer him Amen. a third time. We're going to focus on why he prayed 
these, this particular prayer, why he was persistent in his prayer. Letting us see that in our life, we need to be more persistent. If you pray and you ain't getting no answer from God, you're not persistent enough. You got to pray. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I got something here I want you to understand. When we leave out of here, we're going to understand the purpose of prayer. We're going to understand why God don't answer prayer. Why God delay his, uh, 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 his answer to our prayer. It's all because of us sometimes, not because of him. Amen. You want a better prayer life, right? Amen. Hello? Yeah. Right? Take the five folks. We want a better prayer life. We want to be able to reach, reach the Lord when we pray, right? Let's, let's focus on this lesson. Now, we use Apostle Paul to let us know that he prayed, he got an answer. We praying, we ain't getting no answer. So instead of we continuously praying, we, well, I guess the Lord don't want me to have it. I guess the Lord ain't going to answer me. And we just give up. Sanctify people. You're giving up too easy. You're letting the devil win when you give up. Amen. All right. There are three main reasons why God delayed a prayer and insists upon perseverance. Anybody know what those three are? Anybody sitting up there saying, he does? You mean there's reasons? There are three main reasons why God delays a prayer and insists on persistence in your prayer. There's three main reasons. We're gonna, let's discuss that. We're going to go into some of this. Before we go ahead, uh, I want to... Um, Give it out the Spirit of Christ. Thank God for all of you, praise the Lord. Thank God for being saved, sanctified. More importantly, with a mind that want to live holy. Praise the Lord. Now, this life to live holy is not just a life. I want to get a closer walk with the Lord. I want to be able to be victorious in my walk, in my talk. In my behavior, in my testing, meaning when I'm testing, I want to be able to pass the test, you know, and I want to make sure that when I'm praying, God hear my prayer, even if He don't answer. Amen. You know, not, 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 I'm, uh, what I'm saying is, there are times where I'll be talking to my wife. Mm -hmm. She ain't listening. She hear my voice going on, but she ain't listening. To the point I have to say, Honey, you heard what I just said? Huh? And sometimes she's like, I heard what you said. But sometimes she gives me the pressure she ain't paying no attention to me. And how do I get that feeling that she has? I might look at her and her eyes are somewhere else. So how do we know God listening to us? We're praying to God and we just feel like because God even acknowledged us and haven't cracked the sky and, 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 and talked to us like saying like he did with Jesus, this is my beloved son. Because Jesus didn't come crack the sky and say, I heard what you said and therefore I'll let get back to you. Look, we want to be persistent. Look, I want us to learn how we can, we going we ain't going to just pray, but we going to get a prayer too. The Bible tells us affection, fervor, and prayer of the righteous development. I mean, you got to put some effort in it. It ain't just, no, no, I have mercy upon me. In Jesus' name, amen. This, name is, this is 
Now, we're going to talk about some people in the Bible and examine their life, what they did. Now, oh, uh, I hope maybe I finish this, maybe I won't. Okay? So, there are three main reasons why God delays a prayer and insists on persistence. You mean to tell me God insists on you being persistent? Yes, he does. If it had not been for persistence with me following him, I wouldn't be saved now. I was determined to walk, to come to church. And I said to myself, if this, this gospel ever, don't ever change me, I'm going to die saying I at least gave it everything I got. Meaning I didn't just stay home when I felt like that. Every time the door, I made it my business to make it here. So that I had no excuse. So that way I could say, but I said no doubt, Lord, when I stand before the Lord, Lord, I went to every service. It just didn't change me. Oh, Lord, let me know it doesn't change me. It changed me. And it'll change you if you so persist. Okay. Now, uh, by impor importuning. Importunity. Now, this is not like importance or, or importunity. The Christian learned to understand his need for clear, uh, more clearly. You need to understand your needs clearly. When you pray, you need to understand your needs. Your prayer should not always be a generalization. Lord, bless the, bless the church. I never pray a, a prayer like that, Lord, bless the church. I start calling our people in the business. Yes, and that takes time. Yes, that means I ain't got no quick fix prayer. I, when I go down to prayer, it's for some time. You may start off like that. A babe start off praying like that. Lord, tell us in Jesus' name, amen. But you may end up, as you begin to grow, your prayer life get deeper. Your connection with God get deeper. Your roots in the plan of God gets deeper. Remember, he used a parable as a tree, planted by the river water and water. You, your, your roots get deeper to the point where you ain't so easily uprooted. The trees out there, they planted in the ground. Those that been there for a while, they ain't easily uprooted. Everything that blows in this, this particular atmosphere in the environment of the tree ain't always beneficial to the tree. A hurricane, when it blows, it ain't there to help nourish the tree. It seems like it's there to knock the tree over. But yet still, it stands there. I mean, I'm saying that to say everything in the church may not seem beneficial to, but you just go through it. Something you just got to go through, like these trees and these, these houses and all this other stuff out there. Go through it. If the tree can talk, and say, man, I can't stand the hurricane. They're trying to kill me. The same way your test and trials is. They're trying to kill you. Would it help the Satan? But you got to be persistent and say, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going to be moved. I'm going to stay rooted in God's plan. Praise the Lord. Praise Any questions? I was thinking about him telling about a tree. When a hurricane do come, Lord, the tree stayed there unless you know that tree anchored. Yeah, if it stayed there, like you said. If it's a child, stay there. See how strong you are, you anchor. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be anchored in the word. Yeah. And they come, it ain't going to feel good. Try to pull you off the word of 
All right. So, praise the Lord. So sometimes one really does not know. Sometimes you don't really know your need until after you have interceded in prayer. You begin to go in prayer. You think you need that. And God really looks like you don't need that. And, and, and sometimes, especially when we pray from a from a novice standpoint, novice means you just got saved standpoint. Your prayers are just materialistic, and most of the stuff you're praying for, God, you don't need it. He said, there yeah, listen. But as we begin to get a prayer life and a dedicated in a prayer, and you got to have a prayer life to stay in God. If you don't, you're going to be uprooted. Praise the Lord. Your prayer helps you get your roots get deeper along with the word. The word is like the water and the nourishment that you need to grow. It's like pouring miracle grow on a certain particular place. You think miracle grow don't work? Go out there and pour it on a certain area in your in your where you live at and deny the rest. And watch what happens. It begin to flourish because it's getting all the nutrients and all the minerals and all the things that it needs to grow. You need to grow too. So I it's not it's not God plan for us to get saved and don't grow. We shouldn't be a brother or sister 20 or 30 years down the line. It's all right to be a sister, but be a be a, 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 a elevated sister where you can be a sister that you can teach the young. Elevated in the men category, you can be elevated to the point where you can teach others. You you teach them how to go through things. You teach them how to go through troubles that the church goes through. Because church, no church is perfect. Every church has troubles and trials and stuff. Sometimes it's outward trials that affect us. And sometimes inward trials that affect each other. We got to learn to go through that too. This will help. Now, no, there, there are one thing. Okay. So it's important for Christians to learn and to understand their needs clearly. And when they pray, sometimes one really does not know his needs until after they have interceded in prayer. Sometimes if you pray hard enough and long enough, you begin to get them to say, no, I, really, I don't really need what I'm praying for. What I really ask the Lord for. Anybody ever prayed and asked the Lord for something? Then later on, as they begin to pray about it long enough and in, in, in a certain amount of days of time, you get them to say, hey, you know, I don't really need that. I don't need that. Yeah. I'm not praying to ask the Lord for that. Okay, now, look, there, there's something else. Now, when the answer is delayed, mm-hmm. in most cases they are, because God did it in most cases. Now, look, I'm not... I like to say in most cases, I don't want to say God will never answer a, a, a quick prayer. Yes, he does. But in most cases, he's delayed. Mm-hmm. When a prayer is delayed, it tests one's faith and proves whether or not he or she is believing God. Amen. When your prayer is delayed, it's testing whether you believe God or not. Yeah. Are you going to still trust God? Well, I prayed, and I'm going to just wait for the Lord. I believe he's going to answer. God knows the needs of men and women far more than the one who is praying. He knows your needs far more than the things that you're praying for. Many times, by postponing that answer, uh, a prayer that you prayed to God, by postponing the answer, God does far more for the individual than that for which he has been petitioned. A lot of times God makes you wait for a reason. There's a reason why it's a delay. 
Sometimes the leg could be, are you sure you want me to do that? Are you sure you want me to do that? Mm -hmm. Lord, I want you to do that. You, are you sure? Because when I do it, then I've heard people say, I prayed and asked the Lord for something. And when he did it, I said, I didn't know the Lord was going to do it like that. Yes, oh, my God. And you start reviving in your brain, you think, maybe I should, you don't say that out loud, but you think, I shouldn't pray. Lord, I want you to save that person. Keep it up. God may do it, but it ain't, it ain't the way that you think. God is not in the business to answer a prayer the way that you want it to be answered. That's right. He's not going to pick and choose how that prayer and answer either. He's going to establish his way of answering it. And you're going to have to uh, say, thank you, Lord. I appreciate what you've done. I wouldn't have done it like that. There are times where the Lord answers a prayer for me. And I said, Lord, I appreciate it. I wouldn't have done it like that. Amen. I wish you didn't do it like that, but thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Any questions? Let's move on. Okay. Let's define opportunity. Now, opportunity. Okay. Uh, the definition of the word opportune is to urge or entreat persistently and repeatedly. Opportune means to insist repeatedly. Uh, somebody open the door after you. No, I insist. No, I insist. No, I insist. No, I insist. You go first. <laughs> to importune is to continue to ask until answer comes. It means that a person never becomes discouraged or quit seeking. He refuses to accept no for an answer. How do you, how do you accept no for an answer when you make a petition and you did walk away and said, you know, I got no answer from God. To you, that, that's like a no. Right. You praying and God ain't answered. So you feel like God ain't answering me. So what am I praying for? Right. If that's a no, don't don't give up. Stop for maybe that time, but be persistent. Amen. Go back again. Amen. Stick to that. Say, Lord, 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 Lord. You gotta be down there too for, for eight hours saying Lord for the same thing. But when you when you God make you wait, go take a break, go back and do what you're gonna do. Every time you go, Lord, I'm not gonna give up on this. Show the Lord you consistent. There's a reason why I'm, why I'm gonna bring you to it. Now Jesus taught his disciples the importune or importance is an essential element in believing in prayer. A person pray prayers may just may prayer just, may pray just to be heard, mm -hmm. but to receive the answer, he had to have a need met. God not only hears prayer, but He also answers prayer. He also answers because why? Prayer changes things. Amen. Amen. 
But we need to make sure that God hear our prayer and acknowledge us in some way, shape, or form that he heard our prayer. That means he's going to work it out. Meaning your prayer is going to be answered. Now, the main part about God working it out means he's going to work it out according to his will, not your will. God ain't no genie that we do. I command you to do this. No, it don't work like that. He's going to work it out according to his will. Now, I want you to have a prayer like that, that, that persistent and get answered from God. Now, the Pharisees had their rituals, prayers, at specific hours of the day. Uh, and, and the difference to their prayer, Jesus taught that his church should pray without ceasing. Okay? Uh, Luke 21 and 36 said, Watch ye therefore and pray always. Right? It says that in the scripture. Another place in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it talks that prayer, pray without ceasing. Okay? All right? Let's move on a little bit further from that and find out what else is, is the same. Now, okay. Various people in the Bible, you ain't the only one that ever need prayer. Amen. There are various people in the Bible had a need. At various times. And they prayed. And God answered them. What make them any different than you? What make them any different from you? They were, they were people. Godly people. God answered them. So if you're a godly person. You should be able to pray. And God answer your prayer. Let's examine this particular scenario. The first requirement of having God answer a prayer is to approach him with a definite, specific request. See, when you're too general, you don't know if God answers you or not. Lord bless the whole world. Lord bless it. You know God answers. You have to have a specific request. This is, this is impossible unless the, the person that's making a prayer has a clear understanding of their particular need. Mm -hmm. Brother Phil's needs may be different from mine. My needs may be different from his. Mm -hmm. All right? But he still have a need that he want God to meet. Right. I can't meet it. Man. You may have a need different than all of us. All of us may have different needs. Mm -hmm. But we know that God can meet those needs. Right. With, with this comes the burden and a deep concern which drives him to the knees and causes him or her to pray earnestly and effectively. Now, once a Gentile woman cried unto Jesus to heal her daughter who had trouble with a demon. Mm -hmm. This is Matthew 15, 21-28. This woman was so concerned regarding her daughter's need, the disciples wanted to send her away. I I'm putting it in a way you can understand. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing that caused her persistence, that caused her to be more persistent, was the seriousness of her need. She, she took what, her, what she needed very seriously. A lot of times we go to God with petition, but we don't take it serious. Hmm. We just like, 
someone like him, Lord, if you want to bless me, I appreciate it. Nah, man. Okay. It ain't serious. It ain't, it ain't. You ain't serious about it, I ain't Okay? In a sense, that's how we act now. <laughs> now, her daughter condition caused her to continue to press her or oppress her or make her petition until Jesus until Jesus answered. You remember, the disciples said, but they, she was persistent. Perseverance. And praying can only come when the situation is desperate and the seriousness of the need creates a real burden and anxiety. What are you praying for that creates a real burden and anxiety to you? The widow in the parable of the unjust judge certainly knew her need. Our Lord did not reveal the nature of the problem uh, 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 about all we know is that she was under great distress, right? Mm. It don't say what it was. It just said she had a burden and she was under great distress, basically because of the parable of the unjust. Her prayer was, go ahead, Brother Phil. So, so, like the, uh, the man whose son, the demon cast him out, and he put his son in the water and in the fire. should go down, not go up. Mm -hmm. I don't believe the Lord going to answer me because he never asked me before. That means Joe, you're getting worse and worse. Yeah. You got to stop believing my faith. God is going to answer my prayer. Mm -hmm. Look, the messages I come with, I don't go there and say, oh Lord, what am I going to say? I said, I believe the Lord will give me something to take to the church. Mm -hmm. Up here. They go, no, I'm just standing this over there about Sunday school lesson. David's the old taste of seat. Test him out. Mm -hmm. See if he's he good. Now, yeah, yeah. So I have to walk. This is the framework of journey. If I go and fret on what Feltner can do, I never have nothing. I'll be like, Lord, what am I going to tell? I said, Lord, something I'll be like, I ain't got nothing. I said, Lord, I know you're going to give me something. I know you're going to give me something because you're the one told me to leave the church. And he always does. Yeah, sometimes you give it to me early, sometimes you give it to me when I'm here, sometimes I'll be right there, and you say, thank God for Bishop Felton, I stand up, look at my thing, God begin to take over. Is that nerve-wracking? Sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the job. The Lord let you know, I got you. I mean, I answer you, I let you give you heads up all the time. There's sometimes he give me messages that I, that I haven't even preached yet. And he'll tell me, okay, now it's time for me to preach that word, that message. I'm like, I, I wrote that message three years ago. It's time now. I said, okay. The Lord will do that. But well, we got to start having faith, believe that God is going to do something. Amen. We witnessing the people. God is going to do something. Amen. I see God doing something. You know, Pastor, once we get that faith, 
to know that God is going to act on our behalf, he just, he go over the top on our behalf. Amen. He is he is certainly an over the top God. That, and and my faith begin to increase, you know, I just begin to, I said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but ooh, I, I, I want to be ready for it. I want to be ready because I know it's just going to be like way more than I ever thought it could be. You know what Amen. I'm saying? And that just increase your faith more. You know, somebody come to you and say, um, you ever have one of the people on the street come and ask you for some money? Uh, can I get a dollar? Can I get a quarter? And then you give them $10, they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, yeah, yeah, you know. It's, you know, that's how it is when the Lord just, he just go over the top. Wherever I was thinking, it's like, I, I, I would have never thought that it could be that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can describe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's more than you ask to think. Yeah. Right. And you, and we got we got to look at God as a God that's before our riches, beyond our own understanding. Yeah. God, we might be praying, Lord, say this one. God, the God is over the top. I say this one, that one, and that. All right. Let's show you. I can say that one and the other two that wonder. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. my prayer about my two daughters. They called me last night. We going to church. Now that Brother Fields didn't come, that might have been the night he was supposed to pour something to me. 
The Lord is going to pour something in, but you missed the opportunity. Because God's will on life, like he was telling uh, Esther, he said, hey, look, my people going to be delivered. But you and your family, y'all going to be cut off if you don't do this thing now. Mm -hmm. So God's people going to be taken care of. Whatever God has to do going to be taken care of, but when you want to be the one that take that opportunity and do it. That's right. First of all, Matthew 5, Jesus example, Jesus said, in 17 chapter of St. John, I just come to me and say, Father, I pray for you. He said, I pray not for the world. Why? Because they want to stay in the world. But the one that you give me, I pray that you keep them through the word, through the truth. Uh, I, word of truth. I preach that we need, when, I pray, when we have a prayer life, we need to make sure that we pray according to his will. If we don't understand his will, we need to take the oath and learn of him. You learn what mom and I use that scenario, but mom and sisters afraid to know what mom and dad stand for. You can't just go and buy any and everything. Oh, they gave me the money. Now, you know good and well, so when we see it, we're going to say, take it back. Right, right, right. You ain't wearing that. Now, I talked about that. Now, look. If I go try that with you. Yeah, so, so, so what? And then you learn, you learn God's will for you, so you pray in it. That way, you know that he's going to accept everything that you do because you're trying to stick in his will. That's right. But you can't deny, you can't say, I'm going to take his joke. I ain't going to learn of him. Right. Well, how do I ever pray in his will? How do you know whether you pray in his will or out his will? Yeah. If you don't learn. You must learn. It's a requirement. The Bible, to the elementary school, uh, sanctified people. Mm -hmm. The first thing is get baptized in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Take the yoke and learn. Mm -hmm. If you refuse to learn, you refuse to grow. Because if you don't learn, you can't grow. You don't. You can't go into a different level in Christ. Yeah, you may still be called a brother or sister. It ain't about a title anyway. It's about how you feel towards God. Your dedication to the Lord. That's right. Even if I wasn't a bishop or a deacon or elder, whatever I was, I, I, bottom line, what's you, what's you? I'm just a brother in the Lord trying to work out my soul's salvation with fear and tremble. Trying to be more dedicated than I was last year. Mm -hmm. And this ain't a, a lip service either. This is a heart service. Amen. And it ain't necessarily in this heart. It's the heart that controls the body. Yeah, when you travel lip service, lip service, man. I'm Mr. T. When you try lip service, man, experience something, why does say, yeah, I need to pull up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain things happen in your life that make you say, I need to pull up. Yeah, man. When I stop going to church and sneaking around doing things, I said, oh. Yeah. First thing comes to my mind, what am I doing wrong? I've been baptized with Jesus. I feel with the Holy Ghost. I don't go to church like they do. I need to pull up and start coming. So, look, I'm not saying this to pick at nobody. I'm saying this to help us. You got to see yourself. Your own flesh will work against you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it will. You say to yourself, oh, I don't feel like I don't feel. Do you not know your feelings are getting you straight to hell? Amen. That's what I don't need to tell you you need to you need to you need to be doing you need to grow up, you know. You, you your own conscience will tell you, man, I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta do better. 
I gotta go back. I ain't gonna baby. You go to court, I'm all of a sudden they start holding on to something. I'm trying to walk. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> boom, hit the floor, try to keep on trying. Yeah, we gotta do that. Somebody down the lines of time in your life, remember, we're here for God's glory, not for our yes, own yes, self-satisfaction. Yes. You're not here just to see how much money God gonna give you and make you stick out and show exactly. your bling bling and all your other junk. God gonna care less about that. Because when you go to heaven, God ain't concerned about how many houses, how much money in the bank, what type of education, what type of car you drive, how, how good you look, what type of coat. So we're here for his work. So we got to put, see, if we take the other learn of it, we will learn that we're here for him. That's right. Not for us. But if we stay home all the time, we begin to fall back on that old nature, which thinks it's all about me. I got to show people that I'm I'm doing good. I got to impress people. All right. Now, sit back here. God and learn, know them that labor among you. That ain't my heart. My heart is not to throw a curveball to hurt your feelings and make you believe it. Hey, never come back. You hurt my feelings. Talking about me. Uh, I'm not talking about you. Amen. That was me at one time. <laughs> I can talk more freely about it with, 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 with a passion because I know why I was governing myself mm-hmm. and I know what I did and how God changed me. And I can work for you. Right, okay, right. I didn't get my lesson because I didn't want to get y'all to search that. Now, the widow in the parable of the unjust judge, her prayer was, avenge me and my adversary. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. The fact that she was a widow gives us some suggestion regarding the nature of her troubles. Widow means she wasn't married, right? As a widow, she was somewhat helpless and defenseless. Dishonest men would have no hesitation in taking advantage of the poor woman who had no friends to defend her. Or else it would have been somebody said, yeah, yeah, you need to do this. We're talking about this. This scenario. It is possible that her husband died leaving her in debt. This could possibly be a scenario. It don't say that. It could be possible. Without any means to earn an income to pay her creditor, she was possibly going to be evicted from her home. This was also a good scenario. It doesn't say that, but it could possibly be. It is possible that she was being forced upon the street with a fa- with a family of young children. She may have pleaded for mercy but her creditors or landlord was void of compassion. That sounds like the Old Testament. That sounds like the Old Testament way, right. Is that a possible scenario? Yes. Does it say that in the Bible? No. 
I, I make sure I want you to understand. I'm not adding to the book. I'm throwing the scenario that could possibly be in her particular situation. Right? Let us understand the time back then. Amen. Okay. Whatever the person was, the widow called him her adversary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She felt that she had been wrong. Right. You there time where you're gonna feel like you've been wrong. If you haven't yet, keep living. <laughs> yeah. For she requested the judge to avenge her. Mm -hmm. It was not vengeance she was seeking, but justice. Uh -huh. That when she said vengeance, my adversary, she wasn't seeking vengeance, she was seeking justice. Mm -hmm. Understand that. Her case was desperate, and the judge was the only one who could bring satisfaction. Mm -hmm. All right? Let's move on. What was the widow's greatest hurt? With our understanding of this particular scenario, the widow and, and the unjust judge, what was her greatest hurt? I okay. think it's going to do it. They answered her prayer right away. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was her biggest hurt. I got to get this judge to answer my prayer. All right? Y'all enjoying this? I am. Praise God. Okay. Okay. Her biggest hurdle was to gain the attention of the judge and persuade him to give her some result. Right? This judge was known to be a hard man. Remember the Bible tells us. He, though he feared not God, neither regard man. Okay? Now, so, so now, let's Put it in another scenario or words where you can understand. He appeared to be a hard man. He regarded only his own pleasure and had no compassion for the poor or needy. He had no time to listen to the pleading of the suffering widow. Her only hope was to get the judge to listen to her case and give her justice. Mm -hmm. She had no friends to intercede for her. She had no money to offer as a bride mm -hmm. to his to, to put in his itching palm. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, this guy, he's like he's almost like a, 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 a wicked, wicked judge. But if I give him this, he'll do he'll make things go my way. That's how the politicians do today. They put a little something in your hands and make sure things go my way. Make sure all these bids, all these bids, make sure all these bids is going out there. Make sure I'm the one to get that bid. <laughs> Everybody did. Mm -hmm. Make sure I get it. Yeah. And sometimes they say, sometimes they say, I right, make sure that you when I get it, I got something for you. Mm -hmm. Something called a kickback. They say it's just a thank you. Mm -hmm. Gift. Mm -hmm. But we know it's a kickback. Mm -hmm. cool. And that's illegal. But anyway, back to this particular scenario, the job. Okay, she didn't have nothing to put in this itching palm. Right. Now, the judge may have had no interest. In the case where there was no profit for him in the matter. Mm -hmm. What's in it for me? Mm. Why should I why should I even hear a case? What's in it for me? Back then that's how they work. What's in it for me? I do this for you. What I'm gonna get out of it. Mm -hmm. He probably thought to himself. Why should, I, why should I answer her? What's in it for me? Okay. When she presented her case, 
and pleaded with him, he coldly and rudely dismissed her. He simply did not want to uh, uh, be bothered with her supplications of a helpless widow. He said, I don't want to be bothered with this old lady. Bother me. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> what did the widow do? She showed persistence. I mean, I ain't going to let this go. Yeah. You ain't got rid of me that easy, buddy. Whatever you praying to God for, don't let the devil get rid of you that easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna break my God. I'm gonna about you. She so persistent. Let's talk about that. Now, her case was nothing was so desperate that she had no choice. There was no other recall. She had to have help, and there was no other person to aid her. Amen. The judge was the only official who could give her order mm -hmm. necessary that she might have justice. She had to keep petitioning or requesting in spite of the harsh insult they throwed at her. Yeah, same way we do with the Lord. Same way we, all right, someone getting it. Somebody getting it. Same way we got to do with the Lord. Yeah. It was very humiliating, mm -hmm. but she ignored her pride. Mm -hmm. She refused to be discouraged by his brutal response. Day after day, she continued going to the court. It's a, it gives us a new insight into this unjust judge thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are scenarios that we didn't even ponder in our mind that we now we visualize. Day after day, she continued going to the court of the judge. At every opportunity, she called to him for help. Each day, the judge would try to ignore her until finally he became impatient. He wanted to get rid of her, but he knew that the only way he, this could happen was to listen to her. Mm -hmm. He gave in because he did not want to be bothered anymore. The woman had her case heard and was vindicated because of her persistence. She refused to give up. Don't let the devil stop you from praying for what you're praying for. Amen. Refuse to give up. You ain't answer me today, Lord. Look, God gonna either answer you, he's gonna tell you, okay, wait, or no. Amen. In a certain way. Like right. uh, uh, the scripture the, 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 the said, he uh Paul considered the sort of Lord thrice by the thorn in his body. He said, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect with me. And he said, Therefore, I, I got answered. Meaning the Lord said, No, I ain't gonna get rid of him. You had to answer. That's right. Very good. Very good. He did it with faith. Yeah. Okay. So she, she refused to give up. Now, the unjust judge confessed that it was her continually coming 
which caused him to avenge her. Mm -hmm. He did not want to be wearied by her continuous coming or supplication. Mm -hmm. Jesus asked the question, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him? Luke 18 and 7. The answer is clear and certain. Mm -hmm. If the judge who is only a man and dishonest can do a right thing, how much more will a just God answer your prayer? Amen. 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 A dishonest judge to answer somebody that's calling me. Look, God wants us to pray. Pray, look, look. What does prayer do? Prayer shows God that you're not self-sufficient. Remember, that's how we that's how we behave before we came to Christ. We never pray. When you when you don't pray, it's like telling God, I don't need your help. I don't need your help. I'm good. I never let God know that I'm self-sufficient. I don't ever want God to even think I'm self-sufficient. But I so if you don't like to pray, that's a wrong, that's a wrong, wrong way to be. What you telling God is, I don't need your help ever, and unless I call you, just stay in your bottle. <laughs> genie. Yeah, nobody wants to feel like I'm a genie. Oh, you God don't put God. We don't put God like that. We shouldn't be trying to. But unless, I, I, that means if things go good for the next year, you won't hear from me. <laughs> you can't be like that. Sit up timber. Praise the Lord. You need to make let God know every day that you're not self-sufficient. I need your help, Lord. There are some things I don't even know what I'm going to be engaged in. I need you to help. There are some things I don't I can't foresee the future and I don't know what I'm going to be up against. And I and then some things happen at my job that sometimes I get in it and I say to myself, almost everybody calling in sick and I'm the only one. I'm like, God, I can't do all this. And God make a way for the yes, thing yes. to turn around. All of a sudden, the person that went in, they have some emergency. They got to go take care. You can you come another day? This that day, canceling this and canceling that. And I'll be like, praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so wonderful. Man, God is good. Okay. Okay, okay. So the woman was persistent. Uh, she persevered. She was. She showed persistent. What about? Let's talk about the the emergency situation. Yes, yes. There was. There's another scenario of an emergency situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. We will talk about that now. Her case was so desperate that she. Uh, Here we go. The emergency situation. Okay. The disciples came to Jesus and requested that he teach them to pray. Since we are struggling with how to pray and what to pray for Amen. and how much should we pray. Should we be consistent or should we just throw it out like, like we just say, hey, how you doing? All right. Take care of yourself. In Jesus' name. Amen. We, they don't know how to pray. When we get saved, we don't know how to pray. Lest we come to church and hear somebody praying and say, wow, I'm going to be able to pray like that person. Mm -hmm. 
that's not a bad thing to want to emulate somebody that has a good prayer life. Lord, teach me how to pray like that. It will come if you dedicate your life and, and make the sacrifices required that they made to learn how to pray. But anyway, the disciples came to Jesus and requested that they teach him, teach them to pray. Apparently, John the Baptist had given instruction to his disciples regarding prayer. Also, they had observed to emulate or duplicate him in prayer. Mm -hmm. Jesus responded with what is generally known as the Lord's Prayer. In this prayer, there were many truths and lessons Jesus desired his disciples to understand. He, he then continued to teach them of our prayer by giving a parable regarding opportunity. A certain man had an unexpected visit at midnight. It was a friend who had traveled from a far, from a far journey, was tired, hungry, and needed rest and food. The man was very embarrassed to find that his cupboards were empty. This was common for many homes provided because uh, this was common for many homes at this particular time. Now, this was common and many homes provided food only sufficient for one day anyway. They always had enough food for one day. And then the next day they had to go and try to get no more of that provision. However, the man felt obligated to provide some nourishment for his friend. It was an unexpected emergency, and in some way, it had to be met. That's the way he looked at it. He remembered his neighbor and was convinced that there he was, he could obtain some bread. His only option was to awaken his neighbor and borrow sufficient food mm -hmm. to feed his friend. Amen. Right? How did the neighbor act? <laughs> how did the neighbor act? We know the story. Let's examine how the neighbor act. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's 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 find out what the man's neighbor responded as one might expect. In my house at midnight. He did not want to be bothered. Yeah. He had been sound asleep and his children were all asleep. The entire household would be disturbed. He was greatly displeased and answered accordingly. The door was locked and all the lights were out. However, the, the, the man was determined to be a good host and would not have his guests go to bed hungry. <laughs> he kept knocking and pleading. Hey, come on, man, come on. Hey, come on, so, come on. Hey, can't you help me out? Hey, I just need, come on. Finally, the neighbor, impatient and annoyed, arose, unlocked the door, and gave him bread, which was requested. 
Did you, did you catch on to this? The neighbor would not give up. The neighbor put in his way, this is, this is, I need this, and I can't go away saying, oh, you don't want it. I, I refuse to, I refuse to let this man know that, hey, hey, come on, open that door. Help me out, help me out. To the man inside, it wasn't an emergency. It wasn't something to be persistent about. But to him, it was important. That's why I say what's important to you may not be important to me. But so, but if it is important to you, be consistent. Don't let the Lord know that. Oh Lord, hey, well, I ain't gonna ask the Lord no more. Mm. Let him know I, I ain't giving up. You, Amen. Because you stop them when you give up. I'm just, I'm just taking a breather. Amen. I'm coming back, Lord. <laughs> Whatever your request is from the Lord. Yeah. If it's according to His will, He answer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be persistent. Don't let it get up. I see some situations like that. People in the street <laughs> thinking on somebody's door later at night. <laughs> 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 I look at my brother when he, when, when he came in the house past curfew. My dad said, don't you open that door? Yeah. And for some reason, you sleep hard when you're a young man. Then yeah, as you get older, you sleep lighter. You're going to experience but my dad said, don't you open that door. When he come knocking at the door, don't you open it. My brother, he come home late at night, bad, way past curfew, lights off, everything on. You think he go knock at the door? He go right over to the bedroom wonder what I had. Myron, Myron, Myron. I'm dead asleep. Open the door. I didn't even, it was almost like I couldn't even grab my, gain my composure enough to realize that was this a, was I in real life or was I dreaming? Uh -huh. Open the door, open the door. I forgot what my dad said because I was still half asleep. If I had I woke up completely, I would have said, Dad, I said, don't open that door. I'm tired of Come on, let me, come on, let me in the house. Let me in the house. Get up. You know, I, 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 I can't look halfway, halfway out of, go over the door. All you thinking about getting back in that bed, going back to sleep. And you think about what that is. Whoa, why did I do that? It looked like he was going to be persistent. He wasn't going to give up. Caught me in a, on up, on an opportune time. I got up as he been did. That's what my daddy told me not to do. Open the door. Yeah, yeah I got it the next day. And I'm like, oh, but dad, but dad, I, I, I was so sleep out of here. My brother got me in trouble. But look. But he was persistent too. He was persistent. Yeah, he was persistent. Yeah. We, we can be persistent when we know this. Someone we facing, but can we be consistent with God with our prayer life? Amen. I want us to be concerned about that. Be be consistent. Amen. Okay, so power and persistent is uh, 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 so power and persistent is telling us what? What is it telling us? The power of being persistent is telling us what? What are you getting from this? Sometimes you gotta 
persistent to get out of the Sometimes, yeah, right, right. Sometimes we need to be persistent to get answers from the door. God ain't always take them no the little ping pong and respond. Right. Ping, Lord, give me this. You know, it ain't always like how we talk to each other on the cell phone. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we, we we say something and the other person answers. Hello, hello, hello. Are you there? You see that? Oh, then you react. It ain't like that. Mm-hmm. And we gotta wait for Lord. But you will answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll tell you, I'm not gonna give you that. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. He know what's best. We don't want to be these spoiled people that get mad at God because he don't give us everything we want. Because some things that take you out of the plan of God. You don't have the foresight. He does. He sees your life from the, when the time you're born, he sees your death. He sees your death. He knows how you're going to die, what age you're going to be at when you die. But Israel. Yeah. We want a king like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. 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 We want to give it to him. Yeah, he even told him that. I'm going to give you a king. Didn't he tell him? He tell him, I'm going to give Okay, you want a king? God was like, basically what you said, I want to be punished. I want to be punished like the rest of them. Lord said, okay, you want a king? Okay, I'm going to give you a king. And this is what they going to do to you. And they still want it. We don't care. For sure. Go ahead and bless them with that. Yeah. And when they get it. Sometimes God will bless you with the things that you don't need, and he'll say, okay, you want that, I'm going to give you that. I don't know about you, I've had situations where I ask the Lord for, and then when you give it to me, Lord, I don't want that, please, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't need that. And then there's some things I prayed for, God made it 10 or 20 years later, I'm able to get it, now I see that I don't really need that. I don't want it now, I want it back in. Maybe. I didn't need it back I wanted a boat. I want no boat now. Huh. Yes, we got to have a boat. Have yeah, but I don't want one. I don't want it now. I just don't. It's going to me poor. I'm trying to figure out where I got time to even get on the boat. <laughs> time go, days go so quick. Mm-hmm. Weekend, then the next thing I know it's Friday, next thing I know it's Sunday night. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. All right. Okay, uh, let's move on. So. The, uh, what? So the power of persistence is telling us that we need to learn. Uh, uh, learn that we need to ask, seek, and knock. Don't stop. Ask, seek, and knock. Mm-hmm. In, re- in referring to prayer, Jesus commanded his disciples to ask, seek, knock with this exhortation to prayer. He gave them a promise that their prayers would be answered. Mm-hmm. However, this promise, like all other promises, is conditional. They would have to continue asking if they were to receive. Mm-hmm. They would have to continue seeking if they were to find. Look, look at us. We seek an eternal life. We seek it to go back with God. It don't stop because we got tired, because we got old, because we got fed up, because I didn't get a tide or elevation. It don't stop there. That still should be our goal. Still see God. Be back with Him. This is a lifetime journey. Our dying breath should be, Lord, I'm coming back. I'm going to be with you, Lord. If we got to die here, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Y'all going to see me again. We're going to be back with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
They would have to continue seeking if they were to find. If they were to find. Also, they would have to continue to knock if the door were to be open. The scripture says, uh, Luke 9, 11, 9 and 10 says, So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given you. Seek and keep me. I'm putting it in a way in a different version. Seek and keep on seeking, and ye shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and, and the door shall be open to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking, receive it. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, find it. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be open. Amen. Amen. All right? Thank you, Lord. I'm almost finished. Amen. I'm going to be out of here early. Um, so there are three words to sum it up is, is, is uh, what I just said. Ask, seek, find. Now, the whole area of prayer may be summed up with these three particular words. Ask, seek, and not. A person prays because of some need which must be met. If you pray, you must treat that what you're praying for as something, a need that must be met. This need may be of a material, circular, or spiritual nature. The sinner comes to God seeking salvation and eternal life. A sick individual seeks God for healing. However, the need of the person are not restricted only to these. The individual may need direction and guidance. He or she may be in a dilemma, not knowing what to do. That's a need. Lord, I'm faced with a situation. I don't know what to do, but I don't want to make a mistake. Tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. There may be a problem that needs to be solved. Lord, tell me what to do. Yes, yes. Whatever the nature of the need, persistent, will bring an answer. A person will receive if he knows asking and he will find if he keeps seeking. The way before him will be open and made plain if he keeps knocking. Lord, give me an answer. Lord, give me an answer. Lord, give me an answer. Believing by faith that God is going to answer. Believing by faith God is going to answer. See, because there's a delay in answering, doubt sets in. No, you got to throw it You know, I didn't answer me, but I believe I faith he's going to answer. And don't be, I don't care about that. You just showing the Lord you ain't got no faith when you act that way. Just no different than a kid. When you tell a kid no, what they do? Come on, cry, come on, have you. That's, the, that's their ploy to get their way. They don't work with God. God is far superior over that. They don't phase them in the least bit. All right? Any answer? Any questions so far? Comments? Okay, moving on. Um, but now you should have learned that God rewards persistence. God rewards what? Persistence. 
If you persistent to live saved, God gonna reward you. If you persistent to be obedient to those that rule over you, God gonna reward you. When you persistent to do what the Lord say, God is gonna reward you. Persistent means that God's word say do this, and my flesh say I don't wanna do that, but I'm gonna do it because the word say. God gonna reward you. But you must remain persistent. Okay, why does God require opportunities before he will answer our prayer? Why does he, why does he require these things? Why? Why does he require persistence before he answers our prayer? Anybody ever thought about that? Why does God require persistence sometimes before he answers our prayer? Showing love and faith toward God, really. Anybody else? I'll teach this since the creature gone. Talk to me. That, all that. All that. Anybody else? So if you know this, go be in such a corner. Now you, you find a key. See, the devil don't want you to know this. I don't feel the power of God in me. It's so great. It's But God wants you to use this to your advantage. You see how to reach me. You see. See in front of you. Look at yeah, I was just saying, you know, when you come to somebody about your problem, that strengthens the relationship between you and the person that you came to the, talk to about your problem. So, if, you know, I'm talking to the Lord about my problem. You'd be like, oh, she trusts me with this information. Mm -hmm. She trusts my judgment on mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And... You know, I, I just, it's about the relationship with God. Mm. We're here. Mm. We want us to relate to him. Mm -hmm. Remember, God rewards persistence. Yeah. Be persistent. You have a marriage trouble, be persistent in talking to God about it. Since the family was, she was having marriage problems. Mm -hmm. I got baptized in his name, and I had the Holy Ghost, but I didn't want to live right. Mm -hmm. She showed persistence. That other people to throw their hands. Oh, God, yeah, okay. You know, right before you get ready to give up, when God gets ready to answer your prayer, yes, yes. most cases, most cases, when you get ready to do this, God, does, God got their attention. They're ready to do right. And now you're against what God is trying to do. All these prayers to get this person to act right, now you're against it. You're fighting against me instead of with me. You just stop pulling them in with me. I don't want not, Lord. Too late. We don't see. Oh, no. the fella said something that this week. That I said, yeah, that's the problem that you have. The problem the church has. We gonna get a result by getting on our knees and being persistent. Persistence also helps us to. to uh, you kind of said it before, but it, it also uh, I think first lady was saying it too. It also helps to maintain that connection with the Lord. Yeah. Because imagine, like, if you do give up, that pulls you away from, from God. But even though you are uh, still going through your, your test or you still need something from the Lord, it's like, and another thing you're saying, like, um, like we're praying within God's will, but then some things, like, automatically God bless you with. You don't even have to ask for it. 
God gonna take care of you, you mm-hmm. know. But then there are other things that, as you were bringing out in the lesson, if we don't ask for it or we don't seek for it or we don't knock for it, it'll never come. Never come. So there are some things that God is willing to do that we will never receive unless we do ask, unless we do seek, unless we do knock. And then there are other things that God will just, because of his love for us and and his goodness, he'll just bestow on us without even asking. So it kind of like takes your mind in this lesson, it kind of like takes your mind. Man, there are some things out there that God has for me that the only way that I'll receive those things or see those prayers be answered. It's not even all, like you said, material things. It could be for other people or other, you know, situations or whatever. It's some things that we're going to have to be persistent in. But in our being persistent, you can't rush God. That's true. Because it's timing, you know, and everything like that. So it's like, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. But my persistence is keeping me connected to God. I'm going to continue to pray. Even though God has his own time, I don't know when it's going to happen or whatever. As long as I keep coming to him and keep praying, I'm maintaining that connection. As as Sister Prophet was saying, it's like we strengthening kind of like that bond. We keep on coming to him. We say, Lord, I don't know when you're going to do it, but I trust you. You haven't told me no, so I'm going to keep on asking you until you do it. And God has a time already set up that he gonna do it if he gonna do it and then once he do it man imagine how much that's gonna strengthen your faith yeah. imagine amen. how much that's gonna build your character your amen. resolve and say that man my God he answered my prayer he didn't forget about me yeah I look at the Lord how he answered my prayer something about the Lord brought on my mind you know um, you know there's a, there's gonna be a time in your life you feel like you're in the wilderness experience Mm-hmm. And it's part of, of going. Christ, when he first got anointed, this is my beloved brother. He went to the wilderness. He had to go through the wilderness. Everybody had a wilderness experience. This wilderness experience is not meant to be forever. Yeah. It's just for a season. After you have suffered a while, I will settle and establish you. Right. Sometimes we can fight against God and cause ourselves to stay in wilderness too long. Yeah. Meaning that God, well, God want I see it. God may want to push us to another level. Yeah. For instance, when that when they first wanted to make me deacon, I said I ain't gonna be no deacon. It's one of the one of the people that was in the ministry at the time told me he said, Felton, do you not realize that when you resist what God is trying to do, you telling him you want to stay where you at? Mm. You could be saying he, he trying to get you settled and establish you, and you trying to stay in the wilderness Man. because you don't got comfortable in the wilderness. Jesus, the Lord was trying to get Israel out of the wilderness to the promised land. They had got comfortable saying, Lord, all of them said, oh, we want to go back. Yeah, we want to stay here and go back. <laughs> but that wasn't got attention. That was just, your know, the wilderness experience was supposed to be as long as it is. But they prolonged it. Yes. You can prolong it. Look, right. you want to get out of the point where I'm tired of all these troubles I was getting. Say to yourself, I'm going to get out my wilderness, man. I ain't going to be always in the wilderness being troubled all the time by everything. I want the Lord to tell an establishment. Yeah. If the Lord tried to get through the land of milk and honey, yeah. we're yeah. good at yeah. And then thinking, this is, the teaching was good. Oh, man. We put all the watermelons and the garlic and the onions. <laughs> <laughs> and we carried on yeah. back then. 
We said, hey, we're going with the streets. We're carrying on. We're out there partying and carrying on. We don't want our promise in the Lord, our promised land. Yeah. But the same way. And the Bible says they were not in the end. Right. You started, you, you, you're working against God because God, you don't know what kind of work God's going to do to it. Right, yeah. You know, and you look at, I look at, Sometimes I question my own self. And when I have questions, I go out to another church or another ministry and I preach and I see that it's well received. Yes. People are blessed. So I know that the Lord called me to do what I'm doing. Amen. And I'm saying, if I'd have fought him, I'd have still been in my wilderness spirit and they wouldn't have been blessed. God wanted to use you to bless him. Jesus didn't come here to please himself. He used himself yeah. to bless others. Amen. The the perfected state that God intended for us to be in is a state of where we can go and help others. Not just with financial money, but with our presence, with our testimony, with just seeing our faith, hearing our encouraging words, hearing the word being preached, hearing us praising the Lord together, shouting and doing and praising God and, and all these other things. Amen. But if we fight against it, you know, we get into a state of where I, I'm, I'm a brother or I'm a sister or I'm a deacon and I don't want to go no further. You, we, we can prolong things. Yes. Everything opens a door. Yes. The final door is we get to walk in the, the, the door when we stand before Jesus. He said, I am the door. Right. I am the door. The final thing with God, we go up before Jesus. He, said, he opened the door and said, come on in. Amen. That's the final door that's going to open. All these other titles don't mean nothing to me. I still look at it, I'm just a brother. The title just allow me a foot into places where others would say, you ain't qualified to come here. Well, I am now. I got credentials. What you got besides your understanding of the word of God? You ain't got nobody to back you up. That's how God's Pharisee was thinking. He's going to them sinners. You ought to build here with us. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we, we doctors of law. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. Let me finish. I know I explained this, but okay. But look, look, I want you to understand that. Why, why did God require uh, 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 an opportunity before He would answer our prayer? Why did He cause a delay that He would answer prayer? He is not an unjust judge who is motivated by selfish reasons. He is not asleep where well, we got to wake him up. The nature of God is very opposite of the two men in the story of Luke 11, 5 and 9. God is not selfish, sleepy, or indifferent to the needs of mankind. He is kind and compassionate. He loves every man and is sympathetic. Ephesians 4 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling or the firmities of our firmities. Also, we said in Isaiah 65, 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Mm -hmm. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. <laughs> because when you speak it, Jenny, it shall come out the heart first. The idea comes to your mind that I'm going to say this before you say it. He's not answering. Why does, why then does God place importance on, on importing or, 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 or persistence? Mm -hmm. There must be a reason. Mm -hmm. 
in order to understand that, we have to uh, carefully study the scripture and find out the reward of persistent prayer. There are three categories regarding persistent prayer. Is it help the individual understand what he or she should pray for? It delays God by delaying, by God delaying, God is able to do much more for his needy child. And number three, persistent tests our faith. All y'all were talking about that. It tests your faith. So just like the lady said, I ain't gonna give up. Whatever you're praying for. If you give up on praying for it, that means you really don't want it. You really don't want it. Just, you are, this is what a lot of times, I'm going to tell you what the devil tells me. Because I know that if he tells me that, I know he tells y'all that. You praying? I ain't, I ain't answering that. You might as well just stop praying. Why is he telling you to stop praying? You ever thought about that? He said, you might as well stop. You hear that verse in your head saying, God ain't answered. He ain't answered you before. Why are you going to answer now? You might as well stop praying. Why does that voice come in your mind and say, you might as well stop praying. Why does it say that? Because he know what persistent. Persistent. If you stay persistent, he know what's going what's to happen. God is going to answer. Amen. So don't listen to that voice. That voice that comes in your head is always going to try to work against you. Right. Mm -hmm. The devil never say, I didn't answer your prayer before. You need to keep going. Keep praying hard. He never tell you that. He always said, you might as well give up. You might as well stop. You know I'm telling you the truth. That's what he said. Ain't no need to pray for that. You need to pray for that. believe that, obey that. If you're struggling with sin, and that particular sin is keeping you from, you need to be persistent. You need to say, oh, no, I need that. That's how I was about my addiction. And God took that from me. It's the clearest day. If you, whatever it is, whatever you're struggling with, if I got, if I had a temper too. Talking about a guy walking around with a gun with a safety off and a knife on him. With his hand in, I make my pocket extra feet so I can keep the gun in there so that way I keep my hand on the trigger. I can blow you away right through the pen. I can tell that. I'm in good enough That's the way I look at it. I say, ain't nobody gonna get the drop in me. Now I'm gonna lose my pants in. I'm gonna make sure I got my hand on the trigger. Look, God took that temper away from me. Because I couldn't have a temper being saved. Because once somebody get offended by somebody outside, I'm gonna deal with them. And once I get offended with somebody inside, and uh, inside offense eventually gonna come, that's the test you too. I would have said, look, you don't know who I am. I probably was there. And I'll show you in a minute. You keep on messing with me. But you have to take that from me. I had to get a heart for people. I can't get nobody to say, point the gun at me. Right. That ain't gonna work. So I can't get a gun, I can't get nobody to say shooting at them. And I can't get a, a, a person to say shooting this at them either. That tongue. <laughs> you don't know. Ain't nobody coming to your church. They go to somebody else's church when they come to your. 
Thanks to you. So watch yourself. Be persistent with your prayer life. Don't let the devil get the victory over us. Trust God. Believe God going to answer. And he will answer. Because you show God that I ain't going to give up. Amen. I refuse. These sanctified people who don't want to, they're struggling, act like they wish you off. We're going to pray for them. Amen. We ain't going to give up. I'm throwing in the towel. Mm -hmm. work, work with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Show them that you persist. Wow, they mean business. Amen. I look at Apostle Tim. He spoke last night. I had a meeting with him last night. He said, I'm doing real good. Great. He said, I know y'all praying for me. He said, I'm feeling great. I'm probably somebody going to preach again or something like that. Preach somewhere else. Yeah, we, you know, everybody trying to say, don't overdo it. But anyway, okay, I'm to mind clear. I have more of a calendar than I permit. I knew I was going to finish it, but I just dropped that a little bit into you. Yeah. You know how they pray. You saw the example. Yeah. You do the same. Yeah. Watch you get the same result. Let's say. You pray for me, Lord. Lord. For now, no. I will be persistent in my prayer life. God bless you.